0: Welcome to Chaos Theory Tales Askew. Dwarven Science Fiction. Terrorism Zest Adventure. You can find it all in just space at Chaos Theory Tales Askew. This is part four of The Somnambulist by Gabriel Enrique Lanis. There is every conceivable type of food on the table. I realize the food must be trapped in some way. Each thing that I have seen in my dreams has been paralleled for me in a horrible way when awake. What terrifying ordeal could this represent? Maybe I'm just dead now. That would be nice. I want something to be nice for a moment. I look around to see if anyone else is here. There is no one. I'm curious as to where everyone could be with this whole buffet spread out on the table. I realize that this is a tent, all made from the same wonderful cloth that the fainting couch is made of. I find the entrance to the room. I make my way towards it and slowly push the folds of the gateway open. It reveals a foyer made of the same materials that lead to another portal, folded shut. I walk with my arms outstretched, feeling the soft cloth against my skin. The short hallway envelops me. The cliche of it feeling like a womb comes to my mind, but it reminds me more of laying in bed on cold winter days. I find my way to the other end of the hall and push back the folds of, on that side. There is a familiar sight. The endless landscape of Badlands stretches out in front of me. The brooding presence is still there, as is the fading light of that cracked sun. I decided in an instant to make my way back to the banquet. I refuse to dwell on this place any longer. I realize that I'm starving. I wonder how long I've been asleep. I know that I want to eat something. The food looks delicious. On the table is a spread of anything and everything that I could ever desire. The whole meal is like Thanksgiving times ten. The table starts to sink into the floor. I know that the twist in my dream is coming so I make a lunge for the table. I grab a piece of chicken. The chicken squirms under my fingertips. It is still alive and trying desperately to get away. It slips from my grasp and the table starts to sink further. I refuse to give up. I will get the benefit of this dream if it's the last thing I do. I reach and grab again. The table slips down some more. I am on my knees, but I have that damn chicken in my grasp. With no regard for decorum, I take a handful of the bird, pulling it apart. There's a snapping sound of bone and the tearing sound of me rending the flesh of the fowl. My fist comes away, full of the meaty, undercooked bird. I gorge myself on it. It tastes different. Nothing like chicken, as a matter of fact. The meat has a hard time going down my throat, though. I choke on it, and then I realize that the room is gone. Awake. There are flames all around me. The area looks like a disaster movie, but it is real life. The car is still wrapped around a tree. Something is squirming right in front of me. I don't think that I'm helping whoever was in the car. The person in front of me is screaming. I take a close look and I realize there's a large chunk of flesh pulled out of her ribcage just under the breast. My hand holds what remains of her pound of flesh. The rest is sliding down my throat, unchewed, raw, not quite dead. I know that something is very wrong with me. I feel the sleep coming over me again, but this time I fight. I fight hard. I keep what is left of my wits about me. I try, but I can't resist the urge to feed. The woman in front of me sees that I pause for a moment. She tries to get up. I lunge for her. An instinct is taking over. Something deep inside, something primal that needs to consume her. If she is inside of me, her life will become mine. I throw myself at her, but my body doesn't react the way it should. I snag her foot. It is enough to trip her. She's in front of me, prone on the ground. I move closer. I see others. They want the same thing. I know they do. They are in various states of disrepair, but they are my brothers and sisters now. Some are fresh, some of them are almost skeletons, but somehow I know we are all one and the same. I'm not alone now. I may never be alone again. I descend on the woman. Her shrieking is almost inaudible over the dull roar of the moaning horde. Then there's a clap of thunder, and some of my family disappears in a wash of black liquid and chunks of rotted flesh. I turn my head. It is slow to respond. When I finally get my body facing the sound, I see that the thunder is my wife. My son is in the snuggly on her chest. He is crying, but he is okay. My daughter is in the frame pack that I love to take her on walks with. She's asleep in spite of the terrible noise. In my wife's hand is the 12-gauge that I bought in case a robber got in the house. She sees me and says quietly, I'm sorry. This time I embrace sleep. That is something I hope to never see again. What kind of nightmare am I stuck in? I can't breathe. It is dark. Something is crowding out my air. I think I'm choking on the blanket. Dear God, I have to wake up. I pull and tug, toss and turn. I try to get out. Oh, thank God it was all just a dream. I'm waking up now. I'm finally waking up. I just have to get out of this bed, out from under this blanket that's trying its best to kill me. I can make it. If I can get out, I'll finally be awake. Something is wrong with the blanket, though. It's deteriorating, falling apart. Suddenly there's a beam of light piercing my eye. The blanket is not a blanket, it's dirt. My hands are clawing their way through a shallow grave. I see sunlight. I drag the dirt away. I claw and get purchase on the ground around me. Sluggishly, I pull myself from the earth into the bright light of an Indian summer day. I stand next to a swing set that I recognize. I look and see a house boarded up that I don't quite recognize until I look for a while. It is my house, and I'm on the outside now. I look down as much as my limited movement will let me, and see the ragged hole in my chest. My wife has a good shot. I'm hungry again. I'm hungry and drowsy. I feel the world slipping away again. I don't even fight. I'd rather be in these dreams than in the nightmare of the real world. I close my eyes and I'm in a desert, surrounded by friends, family, and an enormous table laid out with a feast in the open air. I know that I will never be alone again, that these newfound friends are now the majority. We will have the chance to engorge ourselves on the food before us. There will be a feast, an endless feast. It will go on forever until this endless expanse of sand is filled with our sleeping brethren. And that is the end of the Somnambulis by Gabriel Enrique Lanas. If you enjoyed this story, you may find more at Chaos Theory Tales Askew located at www.genspace.com spelled G-E-N-S-P-A-C-E.com. Just click the top eyeball. You'll know what I mean.